0: All right, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the show. It's been a little bit of time, but we're back. This time we have a guest in the room. It's uh, Sarah. How are you doing?
1: I'm pretty good. Just home from work and ready to talk about It.
0: All right. So we're not going to waste any time. We're going to talk about the movie It. We're going to go into a lot of spoilers and plot details. So if you have uh, plans on seeing the movie, just wait and listen to this later. So turn off the pod.
1: And We're back. Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, so I thought an interesting way to talk about it would be to first kind of just give our general impressions of the movie, but then to um, talk about our favorite parts of each member of the Losers group first interaction with Pennywise or it. So um, that, I thought that would be cool because they each have their own individual experience with right. you know either Pennywise or
1: whatever form it right. takes.
0: So I'll start with my major impressions. Um, I've been a Stephen King fan for about 10 or 11 years. The first Stephen King book I read was Cell, and it's not one of his better ones, but it's okay. But um, I didn't tackle it until maybe a year and a half or two years ago, um, right after watching the miniseries. So I did experience that first. But um, I, I think it's one of his probably three best books. I would say It, The Stand*, Salem's Lot. Um, are probably his three finest novels, and I think it's one of the best stories just ever told. I I, you know, I remember being taken even in the miniseries, which isn't perfect at all. Um, it's still very charming, and I was charmed by the children and their, their relationship. That was the best part of it to me. I thought Tim Curry was good as Pennywise, but he wasn't like the Pennywise of the book, but he was still really fun in the miniseries. But uh, I followed the... Um, Kind of the production of this movie and the casting news and the what have yous, and I was really excited for it and hoping that it would be a like more straight up faithful adaptation. And while it isn't like perfectly booked to screen, you're never gonna get that, especially with Stephen King. You just can't do a perfect, perfect. I forgot a T there. <laughs> Uh, book to screen adaptation it is with Stephen King there's so many things going on in either people's heads or in the cosmos or whatever
1: and some S- stuff wouldn't translate well to screen that he has in the books so right yeah. like the
0: sewer scene with the children um, I'm sure that's what you're referring to yeah so like uh, like I said on Twitter today I watched it for a second time today It's not perfect. I have some minor gripes, but this is. I love this movie. I love it to death, and I love the characters. And I almost got a little choked up, like, thinking about it driving home today um, about how taken I am with the book and and even the miniseries, too, in in this movie. I don't think, like, you have to reject one and like the other. I think you can Mm -hmm. appreciate both, and I do, but this is. I think that. Uh, And we have another movie to go. Like, it's not done yet. But I think at the end of the day, we're going to consider this to be the adaptation of It. Um, So, what are your thoughts?
1: Well, would you say that the Tim Curry Pennywise or the Bill Skarsgård Pennywise is more faithful to the book, the tone of that character?
0: Um, I mean, Tim Curry is only creepy like once or twice in that miniseries. Most of the time, I'm like laughing. In a good way, because he's funny. Especially like the Prince Nican and all that stuff. Yeah. But.
1: But he's not supposed to be that way. Not really. In no. The book, right.
0: Not really. No. I mean, he says he's terrifying, and he says like really terrifying things to the kids. So yeah, I mean, Skarsgård um, is is a little bit more accurate. Yeah.
1: Okay. Well, I've never read the books, so I can't speak on that. But the mini series versus the movie, the mini series. Well, because I got to see the miniseries for the kids and the adults already, and we haven't seen the adult version yet, I don't know if I can make judgments yet until I see like both right. movies. But,
0: but just like the movie as a whole, even like not comparing it to the miniseries, like how did you like the movie as just a movie?
1: I really liked it. Like I wanted to be more scared, maybe. Mm-hmm. Like I did enjoy his. Uh, Bill Scars, Scards, Pennywise, but, like, I, I don't know, I, I think I wanted to be more scared than I actually was, but I still did enjoy the scenes, like, there are some movies where I can't even look at the screen, because I'm so scared, yeah, and I don't enjoy it because I miss stuff, well, this, I was able to watch all of it, and not look away, and I still enjoyed his character, and, like, it still freaked me out what he did, but I was able to watch it and, and I didn't like lose sleep over it. Yeah. But I liked the kids' relationship. I really liked Bill. I thought I thought he did a great job. And uh I liked um Eddie.
0: Mhm.
1: I I mean most of the kids I liked. I didn't really connect with Stanley. We'll
0: talk about Stan in a in a, in a yeah. second when we go through their interactions, but I do agree that Stan is the weakest of the bunch, Mm -hmm. but I mean I don't I didn't hate him, but
1: I did like these the his first interaction. Yeah, and we'll we'll talk about that too.
0: Let's not get too deep into it because, like you said, I don't think this movie is that scary, but there are a few moments. And uh, okay, I'm going to use a little bit of language in this episode, but um, (laughs) both times seeing in 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 xd the opening night Mm -hmm. in today there are two times in the movie where under my breath i didn't like say it like loud enough for people to hear but i was just like fuck right off fuck right off and and, and it was during stan's scene and then bill's scene but we'll talk about that later so but yeah um i think that it the movie is in, in the novel is you know it's one of the most famous horror novels but it's also a like a you know, like a amblin you know, Steven Spielberg "Stand by Me" vibe. You know,
1: yeah.
0: And the whole point is these kids are banding together to defeat their fears and evil. Mm-hmm. And and so people, you know, watching the trailer and maybe not as familiar with the story as you or or, or, or as I am or even you, mm-hmm. we're just going. Oh, this going to be like this crazy scary horror movie. And i yeah. and they might have been disappointed. I don't know. it's Made a ton of money. It's got great reviews. So I don't think a lot of people are disappointed. Well,
1: but. I think some people, depending on how exposed they are to horror movies, are more freaked out by things than other people are. Like, yeah. And I, you know, I feel like we watch a good amount of right. horror movies. I would
0: so say. if you wanted to crap your pants, maybe you didn't do that. But it, I go to It, the, the, just the story in general, for the kids. Pennywise yeah. is a, a fun addition. But mm-hmm. I, I go for The Losers Club. And the fact that Bill Skarsgård nailed the role is a, is a side benefit for me. So, let's let's get into it. Okay. Um, and um, I'll go just by how Wikipedia has them listed. And they have Bill as the beginning because he's the leader. Now, Bill's first... Inter- and I'll kind of describe them, and you just jump, jump in when you want. Because
1: Bill's- I kind of forget sometimes. Right.
0: Bill's first major interaction with Pennywise is... Um, and this is one of the, to me, the tensest moments in the movie. Because there's not a ton of like... There's not a ton of stuff where you go, oh, there's a lot of like, oh, a lot of in your face stuff happening with Pennywise. Yeah. But there are there only a lot
1: f- of jump scares, either. not a
0: lot of jump scares. And there's not a lot of moments where you just feel it building up. And this is one of those moments. And he's in his house and he sees Georgie kind of run past him and he sees the mm-hmm. footsteps. So he follows him down to the basement and it's kind of flooded out because of all the rain. And Georgie's standing and Georgie's dead at this point, standing in the corner and this is, to me, the best part. And, and Pennywise, you know, it's good, too. But this is the best part when little Georgie goes, I lost the boat, Bill. He's like, oh, it just floated yeah. away. And then he gets this grin on his face. And that's at one point, I'm just like, fuck right off. Fuck right <laughs> off. Because, like, that kid was great. His name is Jackson Robert Scott. He was great. And he just did it so well. The, the first scene with Pennywise, this moment, and then the moment in the climax, Mm-hmm. The the young man did such a good job, and to me that's even better and and creepier than the You'll Float 2 chant, which I love, but mm-hmm. you know, we saw that in the trailer, and it's great. And one thing you, you probably didn't notice, and I noticed it the second time because somebody online said it, as he's chanting You'll Float 2 and his face gets kind of zombified, and Pennywise is kind of peeking out of the water, he's his arm is holding onto Eddie's jacket, so he's almost like using Eddie as a puppet. In those sequences to to, to scare uh, Bill, yeah. and I mean that's what that that's what the point is. Like he's kind of making Bill sort of believe that Eddie could be still be alive and taunting him like that. And so, to me, this is one of the best of the seven of the kids first meeting Pennywise. Is is that scene, and it's on the strength of having both Georgie and Pennywise in it.
1: Yeah. When he comes up out of the water and
0: And he like, runs so. at him, yeah. I mean that's a good moment too. Oh
1: yeah, I like the way that he ran, it was really creepy. Sorry.
0: Great. Okay. Great uh great addition there. Really <laughs> Alright, yeah. Okay, and, sorry. and again I don't want to spend attention. too much time, so yeah. Alright, so Ben's first moment, and again this is one of the greatest tension building moments, and it has nothing to do with the headless egg boy later on, which mm-hmm. wasn't my favorite one of my favorite manifestations. I didn't hate it, but I didn't love it. So let's yeah. talk about, so later on, he goes down in the stacks, sees a headless um, kid from the, the Ironworks Explosion holding eggs, and that kid kind of chases him around and turns into Pennywise. And that's fine. Uh, it's not one of the better moments.
1: One yeah. of the best
0: moments in the whole movie is before he goes down into the library stacks, he's, he's paging through the book. You know what I'm talking about? You, you know what I'm talking about? So you well, talk. The library? Just, yeah. Ta- describe it.
1: Yeah, so he's looking through the book, and you're looking at him from the front, right. and so he can't see what's going on right. behind him, but the, we can. Right,
0: and the background's kind of like out of focus. Right, it's right yeah. Here, so
1: and there's a librarian standing, like several tables back by a bookshelf, and she's at first just putting a book back, but then she turns and starts looking at him and has this really creepy grin on her right. face. Even they never the, do anything with then, it.
0: And, and, and I almost like that. That is just like, just like playing with you, thinking that something's going to happen and it doesn't. And it's so great because even though it's out of focus because it's in the background, you can see she gets this like leering grin on her face as she's just standing stock still staring at him. And it's so great. And I would almost have rather no egg boy, but like that. And it's obvious that woman isn't Pennywise, but she's like under the influence of Pennywise. I think is a good way to say it. Like Henry is later in the movie. And so it would be cool for like him to see the balloon and the eggs and to follow it down to the stacks, but have that woman still creepified, follow him down there, and then she turns into Pennywise. Yeah, but
1: that would have been a lot more. That would have been effective.
0: cool. But yeah. I, I just love that moment. I love the moment.
1: Yeah. Um, what, when we saw it the first time, did you notice it? And did, did everybody that was watching it, like you and me and mom, did we all notice that? I, d- I, I definitely I
0: noticed it. And I leaned over to mom even and said,
1: yeah. I said, look at the library. Look at her.
0: And so, yeah, we all noticed it.
1: Yeah. There's nothing more scary to me than like a crazy old lady.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Or like somebody in real life in this movie deals with this that's supposed to protect you and doesn't or further is sinister, you know? So.
1: Yeah. uh, Very subtle. Very nice. Right.
0: Next is Beverly. And she doesn't really meet Pennywise necessarily. And I think the, the main reason they choose to not have her meet face to face is because her her main boogeyman, her main bugaboo in the movie is her father.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: it's a good point the movie's making is like, yeah, this like cosmic evil's after her, but her dad's a big old creep and that's like worse, you know? Yeah. So her her whole thing and I think the highlight of her sequence, which is the the sink with the blood, is just her acting throughout the whole thing cuz she makes it so real and you feel yeah. so bad for her. I think mm-hmm. she's the best Kid actor in the whole movie, even better than Finn Wolfhard. I think she's got a a a bright future ahead of her. Mm -hmm. Um, Maybe even on the same level or higher than like like a like a Bobby Brown from from Stranger Things. Hmm. Um, And but one thing I will mention from that scene, real quick, is when we saw it next D, and you know that such great sound, you know, in that theater, and I noticed it wasn't the same way today because I didn't see it next D. Was the first whisper from the kids is just Beverly and you hear it out of your left ear because that's where the sink is in Mm -hmm. the shot and I noticed it that day I almost looked over my shoulder because it it just came from that speaker and (laughs) and that was a really cool moment it creeped me out but yeah Yeah, I
1: liked her her reaction when she was like sitting down on the ground and her dad came in yeah it was so natural yeah Yeah, it was like she actually seemed really scared the way Mm -hmm. her the way she spoke and and her voice sounded she was just almost blubbering
0: she wasn't even saying words half the time yeah. you know so it was really yeah. good uh richie tozier doesn't really meet with pennywise till much till the, the kind of pre-climax at Neibolt street and it's because oh, yeah. him and stan are kind of the more skeptical ones mm-hmm. even though stan sees his thing first and we can talk about that later stan just doesn't want to believe it because he doesn't believe it's possible and like empirically possible and that has a lot to do with his like religion um but Richie is just kind of like this, you know. He's joking about everything cuz he hasn't seen him yet. And then they talk about before he meets him, he his what fear. He's afraid of. Yeah, yeah. It, it's clowns. Yeah. So they're in the bolt house and I think a cool it's was, it was my favorite whole, that's my favorite sequence in the movie. But like they just keep getting separated. Doors are slamming. They're yeah. getting pulled apart and that's the whole point like together we're strong, apart we're
1: divided we're, we're weak. We're weak.
0: Yeah. And that's why I like that they had the fight and they all went their separate ways, which didn't really happen in the book. But oh, it, yeah. it reinforced that idea. And that's why they were able to defeat it in the end. And that's why I'm a little bit more okay with the climax, even though it's still not my favorite part. But Richie goes into this room. And what's great is like he looks in there and they're all covered up with sheets. Turns mm-hmm. around, whoosh, you hear the, the sound. He goes back. It's just a bunch of clowns. And the strongest point of this scene for me is what happened before that. When he come first comes in the house, there's a missing poster with his face on it.
1: Yeah, and up until this right, point,
0: Richie's yeah. just joking. Just joking. But it gets real for him when he sees that and he thinks he's next. And Finn, I think, crushed that scene where he's like, he's like, that's my face, that's my hair, that's my birthday. He's like, am I next? Am I next? Mm-hmm. Such a great scene and they have to calm him down. And Pennywise, the loud vehicle going past. That's Pennywise weird. plays on that fear Cause he opens the coffin and there's that poster and it says "Found in Blood" and it's a like a mm-hmm. maggoty doll version of Richie. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. And Richie's like "F this" and slams the thing and out comes Pennywise and and uh, that's yeah. obviously awesome. But yeah, the highlight for me was be- Richie. It was real for Richie at that point mm-hmm. because of the the missing poster. So I, that's what I loved about it.
1: Yeah. Well, and like as you're as he's walking toward the coffin, they show the one.
0: And oh, it turns it, its it head? It turns its head yeah. or whatever. It's pretty yeah. solid. I mean, it's a horror true. trope, but it was solid. I
1: liked it. Yeah. I know it was... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: yeah. yeah. But uh, it just added to the tension for sure.
1: Yeah.
0: All right. Eddie, um, Eddie's uh, manifestation is the leper. So he's walking yeah. past kneebolt Street and his his watch goes off. It's time to take a pill. But he's creeped out by the house, so he drops his pills all over the place and he hears mm-hmm. the voice, What are you looking for, Eddie? And then, the, and then the leper picks up the pill and hands it to him. Now... Like with the egghead boy, or the headless egg boy. I didn't think that was the best looking design. Mm -hmm. Um, I like that they included it because it's a manifestation of his fear that his mom instilled in him. Like, it's her fault that he's Mm -hmm. so hypochondriac, you know? Mm -hmm. But he's a walking, like you said, he's a walking disease. And and so that was cool that they included the leper. But for me, the highlight is when he runs around the inside the house, and then he turns into Pennywise. He turns around, and it's an upside-down pyramid of balloons, right? Yeah,
1: I like that part.
0: This is one of the moments of the movie where I didn't catch the dialogue the first time around of what Pennywise says, and I caught it this time. And what he says to him is, he's like, if you lived here... Pennywise says, if you lived here, you'd already be home. I'm like, that's a weird statement, but it's cool.
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then he
0: says, come join the clown, Eds." That's what he says, come join the clown, Eds." And then like you'll float, we all float here. He almost says it like welcoming, and it's mm-hmm. so cool. And then his voice gets all deep, and Eddie freaks out and runs, and then pop, the balloons are gone. So mm-hmm. for me, the highlight of that sequence is just more Pennywise and more yeah. Pennywise dialogue, because Penny Skarsgård was at his best when he's talking to them, taunting mm-hmm. them, you know. So yeah. uh, that's that was my favorite part of that sequence.
1: Yeah, the leper, the makeup, it yeah, it didn't lost look very good, bit. did it? Yeah. It just looked really like globby. I don't know. Yeah, and he had weird. like a
0: weird like. He had facial
1: hair, <laughs> which was yeah, weird. Yeah, I don't know. He yeah.
0: had like a like hair on his chin, and he had like something wrapped around his. Again, yeah. I, it's like, yeah, I know you're only working thirty five mil, so I can I can I can excuse it. It's just not my favorite, so.
1: So that's not a very big budget. You're saying thirty five mil is not
0: thirty five for a horror movie is mm-hmm. is pretty solid, but. I mean, this is a two, almost two and a half hour epic with a lot of set pieces and CGI moments. And again, Isn't it some, really,
1: t- almost two and a half hours. It's two
0: fifteen. Um, some of the CGI is a little dodgy. I think when like Pennywise opens his mouth and stuff. But again, I I forgive it because mm-hmm. sometimes CGI in a hundred to one hundred fifty to two hundred million dollar budget can look bad. So mm-hmm. whatever. Um, so let's move on to Mike Hanlon, um, which is, this is one of my gripes about the movie I don't want to talk too much about the gripes because I want to be positive but his character did kind of get kind of sliced life. like mm-hmm. they gave a lot of his backstory to Ben and, and, and he his, like his parents should still be alive and, and be telling him about the black spot and not Ben just finding that out of the library but whatever Mike's first meeting with Pennywise is real early on when he's delivering the meat and it's a short thing but it's mm-hmm. great because he sees the hands come out of the door and the smoke Mm -hmm. And it calls back to the black spot, but really what it's him seeing his parents and Pennywise taunting him because of his parents' death. And then, you know, the door blows open and there's Pennywise behind like a sheer curtain. So you don't really see everything, but he's hanging off of a meat hook and then he kind of plops down. His eyes glow and he waves. And that's really all you get. But it's a great moment. I really like like that that too. Um, Because it's early on and it's the first time you see Pennywise again after him killing Georgie. So it's a pretty cool moment. Yeah. Um, and again, like, especially in the book, in the miniseries, like with Bev, her biggest bugaboo is her dad. M- Mike's even bigger than Pennywise is the fact that he's so hated f- for his race, especially in 58, which is when it takes place in the book, you know. Mm-hmm. And maybe um, it's like in, a... in 89 88. or 88, 89. So like... um. You know, Bowers does hate him in the, in this movie because he's black, but it's mm-hmm. not as explicit, you know? Even in the miniseries, they're dropping N-words, you know? So, mm-hmm. like, um, and they do a lot in the book. So, um, what was my point? Anyways, Mike's, Mike's biggest bugaboo oh, yeah. is, like, the fact that he feels so isolated because of his race and people hate him because of that. Um, mm-hmm. Finally, Stan. Now... While we're you know, I have a little music cue for this because I was listening to the soundtrack today Mm -hmm. and there's this moment in this song that's like I almost turned it off. I'm like,
1: This is awful, I can't listen to this. Is it during the scene with Stan? It's during
0: Stan's scene with the the flute lady. So here so, you know, he's like you know, he he can't he can't read his Torah, he doesn't memorize it, this, that, and the other thing, so he's feeling insecure, goes Mm -hmm. into his dad's office to put the Torah back and he fixes this painting of this that weird that
1: him yeah this weird shaped lady's yeah, face yeah head's all screwed right
0: and she's holding a flute which is weird oh i didn't so... notice
1: that part oh
0: dude she's holding a flute oh. all right because that's what makes the scene so great because
1: there's a flute in the
0: there's a flute in this <laughs> in, and it's her playing it and we'll get to that in a second oh. but he puts the tour back the the picture falls off he goes to put it back up and it's an empty picture and he' So here he's looking this way, and in the background you see the shadow of this woman, mm-hmm. and you hear this. Ready? Okay. <laughs> yada yada yada. So Stan. <laughs> so that plays, and then you look, and then you look behind That's Stan. Cute,
1: right? Yeah.
0: And the woman puts the flute like in ready position and she and, oh. and at one in that moment like fuck right off because like, it's so creepy
1: <laughs> dude i miss the part where she's like holding the flute because
0: she plays that moment in the soundtrack which is just cool you don't see her do it uh-huh. but then you look and she's holding a flute and she just kind of
1: oh. she has it like this
0: and then she moves it and it's that's even creepier than when she shows her full face wow. which is a little wonky cgi but whatever it's a it's a it was, weird it's a yeah. weird-faced woman but that moment is one of the best tension moments in the whole movie, and um, and then okay, so then when she runs at him, you hear this. Uh-huh. All right, it's about thirty seconds long. You know, you know, pick up in a sec. Oh, right.
1: What the heck? You so here's what. Oh, so here's what that is. Cry.
0: Here's what that is. And that that's a uh, kind of a theme that happens several times throughout the soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Um, like it's children's kids singing voices. it's children singing the bells of St. Mary's in a creepy Ooh. way. And that's what that is. You hear it at the beginning of the movie, uh, a little snippet, and you hear it a few more times throughout the movie. And you don't notice it as much when you're just listening to the uh, like in the movie as when you're listening to the isolated soundtrack. Right. And that's, that's, that's just scary. horrifying, that's really man.
1: scary. Woof.
0: So, yeah. um
1: bringing tears to my eyes. Right? Yeah.
0: <laughs> I, like, today I was alone in my room and, like, turned it down a little bit. I'm like, this is weird. So, um, so that was, okay, so let's talk about Stan for a sec. Stan is, to me, one of the weaker, the weakest loser. And yeah. it's not just because of his actor, even though he was the weakest actor. I mean, Stan, as we all know, and this is a big spoiler, but we're talking spoilers. Mm-hmm. And as you know, because you watched the miniseries, Stan as an adult, when he finds out it's back, kills himself rather right. than face him again.
1: So they're not going to get a famous actor to play him as an adult, unless either. they <laughs>
0: unless they do a huge you know remix and keep Stan alive, which would be weird. But
1: yeah.
0: Um, so, in, in in Stan is the biggest skeptic as a kid too. So you kind of just feel like he's on the outside a little bit mm-hmm. throughout the whole thing. But yeah. um, it, Stan in the movie. He has the worst line reading in the movie out of I anime mean, I can't believe they didn't redo this take. So they're down there in the sewer, just the four of them. It's earlier on before Ben, Bev, and Mike join the group. So it's just Bill, Richie, Eddie, Stan, and they're following Bill around trying to find something. and he finds Betty Ripson's shoe. Oh, yeah. And Stan yeah. goes, shit, don't tell me that. Uh, and that was, that's the line. Oh, really? And it's so bad. And then later on, he
1: goes... No! No more, Bill! Yeah, remember that, that, part, that? Yeah, that part. I'm like, I do you remember that? I'm like, that, oh that
0: was... no, this poor kid, because like, dude, that's really. I feel bad. really bad, because like, why don't you just go, okay, cut, cut. Hey, 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 Wyatt, his, his actor's name is Wyatt. I like, let's do that a little differently for her, <laughs> for take two. But man, oh man, it's just like, every, yeah. all the other times he's fine. He's, again, he's not the best. Yeah. But those two times,
1: <laughs>
0: it, they stick out because everybody else feels so. Are, is so good.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. You
0: know, they don't all feel supernatural like, or super natural, because, mm-hmm. I mean, nobody is as obnoxious slash funny as Richie is in real life. Like, that's, you know, yeah. that's heightened for a movie. Right. But, I mean, he's um, he has some of the best lines in the movie.
1: Yeah. Um
0: So, yeah, so we, we've talked about all the kids. Um, I thought about going into Gripes, but, like, I don't really want to be negative, but I will just say that, um, Slightly disappointing is how Mike Hanlon and then Patrick setter aren't quite as fleshed out as I hope they had been. Mm-hmm. But I understand because, look, it's already super long for a horror movie. Mm-hmm. So if you're going to give them each their proper due, that's going to add like 15 minutes each if mm-hmm. you're going to go mm-hmm. fully into their, you know. So it it's a little bit of a disappointment, but I don't hate the movie because of it. And then the climax could have been a little bit better. Um, but I think the climax is only weak, weak quote unquote, because of how great the garage sequence was with Pennywise coming out of the projector. And then mm-hmm. that led right to the knee bolt hole scene. And that again is my favorite scene mm-hmm. in the whole movie. And I, so let's talk about great, great lines or great moments.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Pennywise folds himself <laughs> out of this cabinet or fridge and yeah. says, time to float. And then he kind of prances yeah. towards Eddie <laughs> and then, um, Richie and Bill find their way downstairs to help Eddie. And he turns around and he's like, this isn't real enough for you, Billy. I'm not real enough for you. He's like, "He's his line reading is like he's hurt. He's uh-huh. like mocking him. Oh, and he mocks Eddie because he's like, ah, he like uh-huh. reaches at his, um, like he's going to bite his arm. He does it twice and then he's like, oh. It's uh-huh. so great because he's just having... It's like Bill Skarsgård's having fun with it, but also Pennywise the character is just like getting off on scaring this kid. And it's so awesome. And then he goes he says back to Bill, he's like, it was real enough with Georgie. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. yes! Mm -hmm. Oh, that's so great.
1: Yeah. One thing, one scene that we didn't mention so far is um, down, it's during the finale, down in the sewers, and Bill sees Georgie, but it's not Georgie, mm-hmm. it's th- but he's really trying to make them think it's Georgie. And like he's like, I love you. And I thought that the Bill character did a really good job in that part because I got teary-eyed, and it was yeah. very emotional. Oh, that very that was when
0: we were beating. out in the lobby uh, the second time around, oh, yeah. which bummed me out because I did love that scene. Mm-hmm. And the tell for Bill that now he already knew. He already knew that that wasn't Georgie because yeah. when he saw Georgie, When they were comforting Stan, because Stan gets his face sucked by that lady, and and um he and Bill turns around and sees Georgie, and then Georgie runs off. Mm -hmm. The first thing Bill does before he chases him is grabs Mike's bolt gun, because Bill knows that that's just Pennywise screwing with him, and so he's like, "Well, I got to kill that. I got to kill that thing. I got to like make this real for me."
1: But he still managed to have a moment of like finality and yeah saying goodbye to his brother right. there through. and
0: like the tell for for bill that that ultimately is not georgie is that he called the boat it and not she um yeah and he because he shared that moment with him at the beginning mm-hmm. um and i mean we have mentioned the opening scene which is awesome which is georgie getting killed by pennywise and you know that's yeah only that that moment for for scars guard is second only to him in he street for me um, but I'm glad that there's a moment because I love that opening scene with him in the sewer but I'm glad there's a moment that like tops it later on for me at least yeah some, you know some people might have felt just
1: because you've already you had already seen that yeah. scene before you even went to the movie right
0: and I mean it's one of the famous scenes from the book it opens the book and it's you know the first time you see Tim Curry in 1990 and and so and then this moment here in Neibold Street when he when he taunts Bill isn't really I don't think in the book that exact line. So it's mm. this fresh new thing that's dropped on me. And I'm just like, Oh yes. I was so pumped up by that scene. Yeah. Um, so there you have, it. you have, do you, I mean, there, we could talk longer, but I mean, if you don't have anything else off the top of your head, we could wrap it up pretty soon.
1: Well, the one thing that we talked about before the one moment with Pennywise, that was really cool was when he was doing the dance and then he had this dead mm. look on his face. Mm-hmm. Just the combination of the two made it really cool and creepy and... Yeah. Just, you know, the juxtapati- juxtaposition...
0: Juxtaposition. <laughs>
1: Thank you. You <laughs> like the... The goofy dancing and just this dull look on his face, like void of any emotion, like he wasn't even in his own body at that point. That reminds me
0: of um, one thing that I'll say that I kind of didn't like the first time around was Bev being taken by Pennywise and them having to save her. Because I'm like, look, Bev, if she's not the strongest member of the Losers, she's second only to Bill.
1: Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah.
0: And it's like, well, what, she's got to get, she's got to be the one saved now. But here, here's why I'm okay with it this time, because, and the other time, the other thing I thought was weird was she was taken by Pennywise into the sewer. Why, you know, Pennywise just kills people, but that's not true. In the book, Pennywise take in as adults takes Bill's wife Audra into the sewer. Oh
1: yeah, mm-hmm. and
0: you know, she's. You know, not killed, but she's in the deadlights and they have to do a lot to get her out, which was a lot easier in in this movie. But I'm okay with it because she was taken at her most vulnerable moment. Her father is like attacking her and she kills him and she's so emotionally distraught and boom, Pennywise is there. He gets her when she's alone and she's emotionally distraught. And that's why the whole aloneness part works Mm -hmm. because it leads up to that. Yeah. Because even though Beverly's the strongest, they're all the weakest when they're apart. And this when they had fought and they're all doing their own thing. Yeah. And then Pennywise realizes, he you could see it in his face when she looks to him. And, uh, right after he dances, jumps at her and she goes, I'm not afraid of you. Mm-hmm. And he gets this, he smells her. I, di- I didn't notice this or I didn't really fully understand what was going on until I saw it today. But she says that and he smells her.
1: Like her hair or just, he just like he her just body? Whiffs, yeah, he
0: just like leans in, mm-hmm. gets a whiff of her. And, and like he, he's trying
1: to smell her fear? He's trying hair. to smell the fear.
0: Yeah. And he gets this look on his face and he's, ugh, he's angry. He can't smell the fear on her because mm-hmm. she's not afraid of him because she, she vanquished her demons with her dad. Mm-hmm. And so he's like, well, I can't just like bite you to death. So I'm going to put you in the deadlights and deal with you later. You know, you know is my paraphrase yeah. of that moment. And that's so cool. And yeah. that's why I'm okay with like the kids just basically beating him up later on. Mm-hmm. But I would rather, so it's basically about 80, 80% physical to 20% verbal, that final confrontation. Mm-hmm. I would have rather it have been about 50-50. Yeah. And, I, and I hearken back to Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows part two. And again, I'll try to keep this quick. But okay. in the book, Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows, Harry's final confrontation with Voldemort is all verbal. Until the final spells, right? Mm -hmm. Harry's just throwing stuff in his face. Just throwing stuff in his face. You never had Snape. You haven't ever. This, that, and this. And Mm -hmm. I beat you because of. And he's like, here's why I'm about to kill you. Because this, this, and this. And I'm just like, yes, Harry, yes. And I (laughs) would have loved to see. And and they just totally just made it some fly around Hogwarts moment in the movie, which was Mm. so disappointing. Now, I'm not saying this climax and it was as disappointing. It wasn't. But it would have been so cool for them to be verbalizing it to him mm. as they're beating him up like in in and, and bill does to the movie's credit, say that's why you didn't kill Beverly because she wasn't afraid of you we're not afraid of you mm-hmm. now you're afraid, so I guess my point is moot because they do they do say it to him, and you see Pennywise just kind of like like well he's like so penny what's going on in Pennywise's head to my like this is my opinion opinion yeah. is He kind of realizes, okay, they're all seven here, and they're not scared, and they've banded together. I tried to break them apart, and they came back together again. I can't do anything in the face of these seven, because like, seven's like a mystical number, you know, ooh, seven. And Mm -hmm. so they're seven strong. I can't do anything to them right now. So I'm going to bail, and then 27 years later, Mm -hmm. I'm going to make one of them kill themselves, you know, because Stan you know Stan killed himself because Pennywise was back, so you can blame Pennywise on that, and then i'm going to I'm going to bring Bowers back, which we don't know if Bowers is dead or not he he looked <laughs> he fell a long ways there, so we'll have to see yeah. what they do with that but in in the book and in the miniseries, Bowers comes back and, and wounds Mike, so he can't come back down, so there's only five of them you know as adults mm-hmm. come on me, so he's like he's like, all right, when you're old and weaker. And you've moved apart and you're not the same anymore. I'm going to kill one of you, you, know, commit suicide. I'm going to wound Mike. That's when I'll get you. So I'm yeah. just going to back off for now. And he's, yeah. and he, he's saying Bill's mantra. He's, he thrusts his fist against the post and still insists he sees the ghost, which I love it. It doesn't mean anything. It's just for a kid to try to not stutter, but it's such right. a cool sounding thing. Right. Um, and he's saying that I think he's half taunting Bill and half saying it almost to like calm himself down, which is so weird because you don't think of Pennywise as being scared. But and then like he's like, well, I'm not gonna let them have a victory here, so I'm gonna I'm gonna scurry off and say fear, and that's the last thing I'm gonna say to them, you know. Yeah. So like he's like, you might have won this battle, but I'll get you later. And he and he yeah. does sort of get them later. He kills Eddie and and this that and everything, even though they ultimately vanquish him. But that's why. Now that seeing a second time and, and kind of meditating on it, why the climax of this movie works a lot better for me the second time around. So there you have it. And I've talked myself through it.
1: <laughs> You've accepted it in your mind right. now.
0: All right, so. so real quick, real quick. Okay. Um, dream casting for the uh-huh. second movie. Um, uh, for, for Bill, me. who do you think? See, I don't have a strong opinion on Bill, Bill. yet.
1: Bill. Bill. I don't know. It has to be somebody pretty, like... A Dramatic actor because right. he's not a goofy one, right? Um, it has
0: to be, I think it has to be like a pretty big name.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, so oh like, gosh, like early 40s. So, dr- dream
0: for me, dream yeah. for me, I know it's not gonna happen to Jake Jill and all. I want Bill for, for Bill. Bill. I want Jake as Bill. Um,
1: I just can't see that little boy growing up to look like Bill,
0: you know, <laughs> or look like Jake Jill. I read online somebody said Tobey Maguire, and it's oh, I, I don't want Tobey Maguire to play. Kill him. me but that would dude, be but dude. They look alike. I was looking at Jaden Lee, Jaden Lee her and I'm like, man, he he looks like young Taylor. It's weird. But what about
1: like a? Well, no, he's too young. But like Dane DeHaan, I could see him looking like Dane DeHaan. Yeah,
0: Dane's way too young. He looks like yeah. he's 20 years old. So let's move on to a more obvious choice for Bev. To me, there's only two options:
1: Just Jessica Chastain.
0: Chastain or Amy Adams, and I don't think you can deviate from that. Um And if you want to, you know, choose one for Bev and the other for Audra, because Audra's like. You know, a carbon copy of. Yeah. He basically marries a (laughs) version of Bev. Um, Or Bryce Dallas Howard. You can do like Jess Chastain for Bev and then BD Howard for Audra because she's less of a star than Amy Adams. Even though she's still a star, she's in Jurassic World. Yeah. Um, And then my other obvious choice, because people keep talking about it and it's absolutely perfect, is Bill Hader for Richie. Because he's funny. Yeah. He, you know, has dark hair. Wildly looks like Finn Wolfhard. You know, you can believe it. And, mm-hmm. But he can also do dramatic acting. I mean, we've seen Bill Hader do, like, the Skeleton Twins or whatever.
1: I never saw that. Um,
0: well, he, you know, it's a dramatic comedy. and yeah. he, He's good in it. And he's just a good actor, I think. Yeah, Bill I can just see good him. Yeah, I think he's a good actor. So he has to play him. Be. Yeah. Um, ben.
1: <sighs> Somebody used to be
0: fit. not Not Pratt. Pratt makes perfect sense because he used to be a schlub and now he's fit. But I just, <laughs> there's too much Pratt in the world.
1: Right now. <laughs> mom, um, wouldn't, mom wouldn't want to hear you say that.
0: So I don't. I don't really know. I'm. I'm open on Ben. That's
1: a good question.
0: Yeah. Um. Uh. I'm open on everybody else, basically. My. I just like. I hear a lot of people throwing out Joseph Gordon Levitt for like a few of them. I don't want Joseph Gordon in this movie, and I don't want Pratt in this movie. So
1: I can't see J- JGL doing that kind of a movie. I yeah. just can't see. Him. Oh,
0: for Mike Hanlon, uh, I, I hear a lot of people say Chiwetel Edge Four, which would be really good. Um, These
1: are some really huge big names. names,
0: real big names. But I mean, this movie made a ton of money, so they can throw yeah. out some cash if they want. Um, uh, I've heard people say Don Cheadle, even though he's too old. But yeah, I, like he's a little
1: old. I like
0: moms. I like moms. Dule Hill. I think Dule Hill could do it well. But I just Dula Hill. Ha- is... I highly doubt that they would tap him for that. You know.
1: Yeah, he's too obscure, but I, I, I can... Yeah, I like him a lot. Oh, he
0: would nail it. He yeah. would nail it. Especially if they're going to do this, like, he's junkie thing.
1: Well, if we're going that route, you got to cast James Roday as Richie.
0: <laughs> oh, no, not, I See, I could see James Roday being Eddie. Being, like, kind of... Because he's kind of, like...
1: The, the hypochondriac yeah, kind cause of Yeah, because he,
0: he can play that because he's kind of, like... Because Eddie's funny too, especially in, in the new movie. Yeah. He's, he's very funny.
1: Eccentric. Um,
0: eccentric. And he's not like this, you know, Eddie's like this small ish thing. Mm-hmm. And I don't, James Roday doesn't cut a, an intimidating figure to me. So yeah, I think he could do that well.
1: He's, he's a little chunky these days.
0: Yeah, he's going to have to show more weight.
1: They would never do. would. They would, no. they wouldn't have uh, they that would
0: that do Doolay like, Hill way before they would do Roday. Because yeah. Dooley Hill's been in other things, like yeah. he was in holes and he was just in slight. Um, so yeah, I'm open to other things on the other people, but like, I'm, I'm almost to the point where if they don't get Chastain and Hater, I will be like really disappointed.
1: Like have people been talking about them? Like,
0: well, here's why. And here's why I'm, I'm, I feel pretty good about their chances is because Chastain has worked with Andy Muschietti before. She was mm-hmm. the star of Mama, the movie he directed.
1: Oh yeah, I remember seen that.
0: The movie wasn't that great, but it had, um... Had a nice like tone. It like looked cool and in in this, the creature mama was terrifying to me. But like I think the way it ended was a little bit hokey. But
1: I don't remember that much about it.
0: Um But she's already worked with him and she's okay. friends with him and she's promoting the movie. Like she on her Instagram, she's like, "Hey guys, go see it. It's so great." Really. So like, hmm. she's got to do it. And then <laughs> uh Bill Hader. I I first heard it on just somebody talking about it on Reddit. But then Finn Wolfhard himself. In an interview, it was like, all right, everybody, who's your dream casting for your older person? And he mentioned Bill Hader, so...
1: Who it, did any of the other people mention? Do you know?
0: Oh, silliness. Like, Lieberhurst said Christian Bale. I mean, I wouldn't hate it because he's obviously a great actor, but they...
1: That's the Bale character?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. They couldn't get somebody that big. Like, Christian Bale is huge. Um, somebody mentioned yeah. J- JGL, I think uh, Stan, because, you know, Joseph Gordon is Jew- uh, Jewish.
1: Um,
0: um, I think, I think uh, Ben said pratt probably Mm -hmm. and i forget who i forget who eddie said it's somebody i don't really know but um but yeah uh the only two i'm married to are bill Hader and chastain so
1: what about i'm trying to think of like actors in that age range but i'm having trouble coming up with some but like sebastian stan i could i don't know
0: Seabass should play ben because look, I know Ben has really light hair. You know, Jeremy Ray Taylor has almost blonde hair. But look, yeah. I used to have blonde hair, and now my hair is dark. So yeah. like, you could you could make it believable because and yeah. Sebastian Stan has that look about him where he's fit, but he almost still has baby fat in his face. Mm-hmm. So he bit. looks like he could used to be a tubby person.
1: <clears throat> yeah, I could really yeah.
0: dig Seabass yeah. as Ben.
1: I just another actor popped into my head, but then I forgot. <laughs> mm.
0: Well, let's end it on that great okay. note. Sorry. Yeah, I mean we've been talking for forty five minutes, so okay. Uh, that's our that's our talk on it. Love the movie. Go see it. Support Stephen King. He needs the money. <laughs> um, and I can't wait. I can't wait for part two. I'm just like literally giddy for part two. And I think we're gonna get it so- sooner than later now because the movie's just raking in the dough. It's at one hundred forty three million now, um, and I hope I hope it makes like fifty to sixty over the second weekend and reaches, you know, 200 by the second weekend. So, um, thanks for being on the app. And uh I I also saw Goon the same day I saw it for the first time, but I'll talk about the Goon sequel later. I don't know what's next as far as movies go. I mean, I'm 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 hyped for Star Wars, but that's not even until December. So, you know, I, I knew who
1: I I just remember, but he wouldn't work. John it. like a John Barenthal but he's a little too like He's too cool. Like the losers
0: up. are still losers, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like even when they're adults, like they're still uh, kind of lame. Even yeah. though like 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 Bev like Bev should be beautiful because she's described as beautiful, and like yeah. Annette Tool was not like that great to me.
1: <laughs> she was kind of pretty, but not.
0: not I just cute. don't. I don't think that the Bev in either adult or kid was like good enough in the miniseries. She was better as a kid, but like you know. Uh, just this this Sophia Lillis is her name and like she's just so natural and like mm-hmm. you can understand why all those young men had a crush on her you know because each at, at each each boy the all other six boys in the mm-hmm. book they all like her like they all like are crushing on her at separate yeah. points and you can understand why yeah. um so um but yeah, but, but, but I love Bernthal, and I love, I, I'd I love for him to be I in know. every movie,
1: but know, he's too. just
0: too cool, too handsome, too buff yeah. to be a loser. Yeah, you know, so you buff. would never describe Johnny B as a loser. So, all right, that's it. Let's go eat. I gotta okay. pee. Stranger Things music like, appropriate, you know?
1: Yeah, Ben Wolfhard.
0: Ben Wolfhard, you know. Trash mouth toes here. Yeah. Young, young kids. Young yeah. kids, you know, being friends, togetherness, defeating <laughs> the, the evil as a... Well, okay, we're done. Uh, Bye. <laughs> Slide to pause.